Material Components, Season 2, Episode 60, The Hand You're Dealt. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Yes. I thought Lisbon said have to be here, like... Have to be here. Wow, okay. I have a gun to my head. (laughs) Is Is that okay to say it? Okay, that's okay. All right, all right, great. It's no, it's fine. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Sorry, Lisman is no longer a part of our program. Yeah. Uh, Hello, everybody. Uh, happy to be introduced on this show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Welcome, Michael. Yeah. Uh, hello, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay. As previously mentioned, I am Michael Lisman, and I am playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And before we begin today's session, I'd like to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Michael Lisman, do you remember what happened last time? Well, let's see. Let's, let's look back into the mists of time and try and remember what transpired in our campaign it, i mean my memory is bad enough it could have been yesterday um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's I'm go i'm just really hoping that i remember what my character voice is because i forgot to think about it ah we'll we'll, we'll figure it out um you're doing but... it exactly the way i do it then so you're fine <laughs> <laughs> every episode mm-hmm. uh so we are on a planet called seawell Uh, We are looking for parts to hide our ship, at least uh, make it undetectable. Um, We know that there is a couple of options that we can go with here. Uh, There is a Formian generator, which increases the power generation on our ship, makes it harder to detect. Uh, A relay entangler, which is apparently incredibly illegal. Uh, And then a phase exchanger. Uh, which would require some sort of fey tampering, and none of us went for that option for some strange reason. So, um, in yeah, who can say? Uh, so, looking for one of yeah, I, I know you, I know you would. Yeah. Uh, looking for one of those uh, first two options, uh, we found a couple of things. Uh, Florian and Oswald made some friends uh we all bought clothing and uh amari found a shop a quaint little trinket shop called the pharaoh imports um with a mysterious stranger who runs it um who could that so we all yeah who, who can say uh so we all made our way over there and uh through some haggling and just through some back and forth we were able to determine that this mysterious stranger could, in fact, get us a for- Formian generator if we did him a favor uh, in exchange. And that favor is to get a letter, a actual paper handwritten letter, if I recall, mm-hmm. to uh, Riza, who I believe was the quartermaster 
or some equivalent uh, position on the storm's repose. Now, we agreed to do this, um, and so he told us to meet him at a bar uh, at a resort called the Five Flames. We're apparently meeting him there at 10, so I believe we are on... Well, yeah, we found that information, and I believe we ended it there. That is true. You know that the island you are on, a place called Port Izel, is home to... A dual nature, if you will. On one side of the island, you have your kind of seedy underbelly uh, trading post with goods and services being bargained back and forth and where exactly those goods come from. Nobody asks too many questions. And on the other side of the island, you have the Izel Resort, this opulent, many-story tall resort building and spa and private beach that is over on that side of the island. All of the island is like beautiful and tropical and even the the seedier side where you docked on where the 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 shipping yard is isn't like run down or bad looking. It's just there's clearly a more opulent side to this place. And that is apparently your destination. Having been told to meet at a bar called yes, the Five Flames. You are to meet this mysterious shopkeeper, whoever that could be, there, somewhere between the hours of 9 and 10 p.m. local time. There is a little bit of time in between when you left Pharaoh Imports and that rendezvous point. So, Oracle Zero, is there any last-minute things or discussions you would like to accomplish slash have before that rendezvous? Well, real quick question first. Uh, you keep mentioning a mysterious stranger. Did we not get his name? No, we We're did not very get his rude. name. We're we are incredibly rude. rude. We're so rude, but just like we're about to do this weird, like so dumb, like underhanded deal. What the fuck is wrong with us? No questions, tell no lies. Yeah, the more we know about them, the worse. The less we know about them, the better. Plausible deniability. (laughs) Because we didn't give him our names, right? He. Well, we did. No, we did. I mean, I'm yes, assuming I did because yes, I do did. that to every single individual yeah. I ever run into. So. Yeah, and he recognized Amari. Yes, yeah. I don't know. I don't oh, think that's I true. gave. I don't think I gave my name, but he did recognize me. He, I was specifically, knew it. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's not fair. It's totally fair. <laughs> you with hero. the talent. Hero. I'm a war hero. hero. <laughs> Seeming like less of a talent and more of a, <laughs> a problem. <laughs> You play the hand you're dealt. (laughs) Poorly. (laughs) So, Oracle Zero, while you are have a few hours to spare here in Port Izel, we can either fast forward to you rolling in on the the five flames, or if there's anything you would like to take care of beforehand, any prep work you might want to do when going into a situation in which you know you may be about to do crime. I was literally just about to say we should definitely be there early maybe scope out the um the, the location uh maybe have snipers uh located in uh, strategic points well no because then we'd have to hire snipers yeah. we have amari right i'm not gonna snipe anything he doesn't even have a sniper rifle 
He's got guns. Those work. I don't use weapons. I don't have guns, but I, they're pr- I've seen you use them from a decent distance, right? I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I just would be a guy on a roof with a gun. Isn't that what all snipers are? Am I they have sniper you? rifles, and they are snipers. It's like a job <laughs> title. I think we're running into a situation where all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares kind of a thing. Mm. Yeah, it's like a logic It's like a logic puzzle. Mm. All snipers are men on roofs with guns, but not all men on roofs with guns are snipers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... So, uh, then we just show up. Uh, we don't even know this person's name. Should we um, ask around, maybe get some dirt on him? I mean, he's either going to deliver or he ain't. Like, I don't, I don't know that we can swing this situation to, you know, we're not exactly like, like crime- savvy I'll say this he seemed pretty excited about the fact that we would be able to deliver a letter so this seems to mean more to him than it does to us perhaps it means the quick out of question or out of character question we Mm. do we know that there's a bounty on our heads I'm trying to remember Yes. You are right. very aware of that fact. Okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, perhaps what he was excited about was uh, all the jewels he could. Where are we? Actually, where are we right now before I just say this out loud? You are on the street oh, outside in Port Izel, outside of Pharaoh. Stage whisper time. Perhaps he would, he's excited about the jewels. Okay. That... But if. If he gets us arrested, we can't deliver the letter. So, like... What if it's a red herring? A weird red herring. A weirdly (laughs) specific red herring, yeah. That's true, but... I don't know. I'm just nervous. I've never done a crime before. Well, no, that's not true. Oswald? Well, my boy, my lad. Definitely not true. Definitely not true. Definitely not true. Like, we just committed such a big crime that a company wants us dead. Yes. <laughs> not even a company, like, like a galactic mega corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went yeah. hard, this dude. Way. Think about it this way. So these, we're talking about classic crimes here, you know, exchanging information for, like, as for... Uh, some sort of technology to keep us hidden. I, what we did in the past, sorry, what we did in the past is only illegal because a corporation says so. Now, that's a good point. But... And if the corporation is not the Archive or Vorpal Corp, then I'm not interested. Okay, well, see, now you're splitting hairs, but... <laughs> Feathers, actually. We're, we're talking classic crime. None of this new crime or diet crime or crystal crime. None of that. Exactly. Crime zero. Um, <laughs> zero. <laughs> uh, Though we might have committed a crime code red. We're not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fanta. First crime. 
Did she just say Fanta? <laughs> yes. Just, just Fanta. Fanta. But just Fanta, that's all. Most heinous of crimes. Most Fanta. heinous of crimes. <laughs> so the point is, we've committed many crimes. I guess we'll just go into <laughs> yeah. this. Okay. So the four of you, now freshly clad in new get-ups, or most of you anyway, uh, hey. Shay's continually rotating <laughs> wardrobe has made them less uh, obvious than the rest of you on a daily basis. And I'm, chan- and I'm changing before dinner, too. <laughs> mm. It'd be weird if you didn't. Mm. So we want to fast forward to y'all arriving early, question mark, at the Five Flames. Might be good to scope out the location beforehand. Yeah. I do okay. want a like a good like Oracle Zero like logo Batman style spin transition though. If you can do, do you know what our logo yeah. looks like? What does our logo look like? Is it just Mara's face? No. <laughs> uh, at this point. It just says crime underneath. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the uh the the wanted poster with the four of you lined up in front of the the lineup bars. <laughs> I I like that we're like, okay, Mira, honey, don't do crime. Now, be good. We're going to go do crime. <laughs> we're doing crime to keep you from doing crime. You know? <sighs> what a tangled web we weave. Nuance. <laughs> it's about nuance. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So, getting, freshening up a little bit, uh, presumably back on your ship, unless you wish to go and get a hotel room at the resort. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> There's a look on Elliot's face. <laughs> I well, maybe <laughs> if we're not gonna do, if we're not gonna Ocean's Eleven, we're trying to be like untraceable. So. We're just talking to this individual in a bar, right? We like that's all we're doing, as far as you know. Yeah. Though I will add that you did manage last time, Shay, to make it so you all have access to your jewels that you had yeah. taken from the Cole Foundation. That uh, were given th- to us by the Cole Foundation. <laughs> right, right. I forgot right, we right, literally yeah. laundered money it's in like, the last well, episode. Well, okay, you know, you know how when someone <laughs> writes you a check, kids, people used to write checks to other people Mm -hmm. um you know when someone writes you a check and it's important that you cash it because that means they've written the check they don't have the money in there they're not accounting for that money being in their account so they gave Mm. us this discretionary fund they've already budgeted for to not have that money that's true we might wreck next year's budget if we yeah gave it back and you keep getting reminded they're on a fixed income so you better cash that check yeah exactly (laughs) yes Yes, exactly. you do. You keep getting reminded, and you're so are, bad at go- remembering to go to the bank, and you feel really bad because it's them. your grandma. And then you have to write her a thank you note, and it's just really stressful. Yeah, we're doing them a service. Or you just let all of your paychecks collect in your desk for months and months at a time because you're rich and you don't pay your own rent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a call out. <laughs> you know who you are. Oh, I don't. But anyway, I don't. Neither do I. (laughs) If you know, you know. (laughs) Leastways, 
mm. as you arrive, how early to the Five Flames? Hour early? Half hour early? What are we talking? Six hours. Six hours would involve time go travel. Right from <laughs> yeah. day yep. drinking. Hey, I figured it out, Mike. <laughs> it just turns out you just have to say you do it, and it mm. works. It's five mm-hmm. o'clock somewhere, buddy, and that's one yeah. of the names of the drinks there. Oh. That Do you go fun. straight there after freshening up? Yes. I say okay. so. All right. Okay. Oswald's taking the lead. That means you get there probably about three hours early. It is early evening on the island of Port Izel. That is the only name of this island, as far as any of you can tell. The place where you docked, as I described before, is like a series of floating platforms that kind of trail out to the side of the island and will slowly reconfigure themselves based on who needs to take off and land. And the Wharfmaster, who you bribed heavily to make sure that your presence was not known here, is definitely beginning to eyeball you a little bit now that you've like successfully gotten back on and left your ship like three times consecutively over the course of a day and like... Ooh. It's kind of a shit or get off the pot kind of scenario. It's like, so you staying? You leaving? What's going on here? But as you head over to the other side of the island, you note that there is another. It's not quite as vast as the landing berths that you arrived at, but there is kind of a landing port over on that side of the island. It is fixed. It is a large paved area that is secluded and hidden by trees. You couldn't necessarily see it unless you're looking at it from above. And there are much, much nicer and shinier personal transports there that look as though they're made for skimming short distances, planetary distances, or maybe just big enough to be like a one or two person craft for interplanetary travel. But these are like the hot rods of spaceships. You had the option to fly something like this when you were picking out your ship. Um, Maybe not quite as expensive looking. What was one of your options for ships when you were first doing them? But in that same vein of just like, you get in this thing and you fly. This isn't something you live in and work in. Uh, All of the ships there are very shiny, very well maintained. And there is clearly some kind of uh, shuttle going between the resort proper and that landing field. And occasionally a shiny ship will take off and or land. There is also a large parking lot on the interior side of the resort. So the side on the opposite side of the building from the beach. And that is where a lot of personal speeders are parked out front. And there seems to be some kind of valet service going back and forth. This place is ritzy. As you are making your approach, it becomes very obvious that there is some kind of extremely loud music happening from the other side of the resort building proper. So there's sounds like there's some kind of concert happening on the beach. And it's like yeah, rhythmic. Yeah, there's <laughs> somewhere in the distance. Darude. <laughs> The great maestro Samuel Derude is uh, plying his craft on the beaches of Seawell. We can hear it, but we can't hear it well enough to get a copyright. You know, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
but upon your approach, your view of the beach is completely blocked by this immense, tall, fairly blocky rectangular building that is lit to in such a way that it appears as though the building has a different lighting scheme based on how tall the building is. So at the very top of the building, you can still see the last little sparkles of what looks like twilight, but it's clearly just the lighting of the building because the sun uh, from where you are on the planet has already set. But at the top of this building, it looks as though it's still catching the last little bit of twilight. And that's just how the lighting in the building is acting. It's not actually catching any natural light. Oh, okay. So the lighting on the exterior of the building actually shifts in color and mood as you look up the building. And you can see, like, fake stars kind of twinkling along the base of the building as you're approaching. That's neat. I wonder if they're modeled after actual stars. A close, quick observation would lead you to believe no. They seem to be randomly dispersed pattern based solely on aesthetic, like... It looks nice. Must have been designed by James Cameron. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Famous intergalactic architect James yeah. Cameron. Yeah. Overrated in my opinion. What he lacks in astrological knowledge, he makes up for in a violent love of water. <laughs> water is the essence of wetness, and wetness is the essence <laughs> of beauty. It's true. Truly. He lives a life that is the way of water. Um, <laughs> and if that doesn't date this episode, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you make your approach on foot, you're not the only ones. There are definitely other people streaming into this place on foot. It seems as though you're getting to a point in the evening and where, okay, the sun has set. Now this is when the actual party is getting started. Whoever was there before oh, yeah. were the people who showed up way too early. Um, and now is the time of the night when people are starting to show up when it's like, oh yeah, now, now it's uh, Portizel after dark. That's what we're here for. And most people are streaming out and away from the main resort building, which seems to be some kind of extremely large hotel and around a path that leads around the building and out towards the beach. And you see that there is attached to the main hotel building also an enormous, what appears to be some kind of restaurant or casino. Is that the, the Five Flames? You do see as you make your approach that there is a sign out front that says the Five Flames. And there is what appears to be some kind of large rotating hologram of a crown with five flickering fires at its brow. Nice. Well, there it is. But I'm assuming you got to walk through the casino to get to the restaurant. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So the Five Flames, it turns out, is actually a restaurant and casino. It is all one thing. Mm, As you getcha. walk in, there is you are engulfed with blinking lights and flashing sounds and colors. This place has every gambling diversion under the sun. Uh, Dragon's Knuckle is a classic diversion. There are slot machines. There are games of chance of every description. And there are tons of Queen's Court tables. Queen's Court is one of the most popular card games in the Dragon's Wake galaxy. It is played with a deck of cards with six suits, uh, which reflect the different courts of the Fae. It is a lot like poker. <laughs> hmm. 
Uh, there is also an enormous hologram at the center of this place. That's like, you can see it from basically any angle. And there appears to be some kind of very complex three-dimensional strategy game happening there. And you can see at the base of the hologram, there's this large, almost arena-like composition where you see a bunch of players sitting around this, looking up at the projectors, both in front of them and smaller ones that are projected just in front of them. And they seem to be manipulating the strategy game in some way. And an announcer near the center is like calling out their moves. What is, what is it? What is it called? Uh, Oswald, you would probably know this. This is a game called Solarix. Solarix. It's like uber 3D chess plus Minesweeper plus a couple of other things. And it, it it's there's multiple players playing at the same time or is it just yes. two competing? Okay. No, gotcha. it is a bunch of players playing at the same time. It appears to be there are concentric spheres and the game revolves around controlling patches of those spheres before you can move into a inner sphere and it's represented by big blobs of uh, hexagonal colored patches that represent each different player and it seems as though when they control a certain amount of the upper spheres they can move down into the inner spheres and it appears to be some kind of race to get to the center hmm. little do they know they're actually controlling uh, <laughs> pre prepubescent children you know? <laughs> The gate is down. <laughs> but yeah, so that is this place. Oh, wow. Yeah, Florian probably doesn't make it to the bar. Like, there's so many shiny lights and stuff. I'm... We have three, and we have three hours, so I'm gonna go. And then he just, like, walks towards the Queen's Court tables i'll go oh, keep okay. an eye on the funds thank you blow on his dice if i need to mm -hmm. yeah appreciate that well it looks like it's just you and me amari to the bar <laughs> to the bar <laughs> and this place is very cosmopolitan in terms of its species diversity though the vast majority of people you see here are midrians there's definitely representation of basically any species you can mention. The big exception being Cog. Right. And you even see that uh, scattered amongst the tables are elves in the dealer's position at many of the card tables. That makes sense. Yeah. And very brief observation would lead you to believe that this is probably one clan of elves who are acting as the dealers in this place. All right. So it's a pretty large area. I assume there's booths. Uh, is there like a private, are there private booths that we can see? Once you get past the casino section, there is sort of a, a wall with an open aperture that leads straight into the restaurant slash bar. It is sort of separate. You have to walk through the casino to get there, but it is right. separate ish. And, like, yeah. the sound is deadened a little bit once you get inside, but it is not cut off by any stretch. You still hear the in the distance. It's just not into the bar. Uh, all encompassing now yeah. that we're in the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. 
And again, you see that little crown and flame motif uh, over the entrance to this place. And as you come inside, yeah, there are booths off to the side. There are tables scattered about the main floor. There's a long bar just opposite you. Uh, You can definitely tell that this is a place that could probably, you could clear out a lot of the tables and there's some kind of dance floor there, but it's not currently in service as that. It is now just space for people to stand at tables and drink. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, team leader isn't, isn't super crowded. I should mention. Oh, okay, good. Shall we take a look around? Maybe take a look at the the menu. See what's available. Well, how about this? I probably shouldn't be showing my face around here too much. So I'll grab us a booth if you want to get some drinks. Oh yes. Uh, what 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 uh what would you like? Um. I know, Mike, that you like the one fancy drink that Hum made for me one time that was like a wine kind of thing. Uh, um, what else would be like a normal thing at just like a bar like this? Space I mean, beer. Space, <laughs> yeah, I know. but Your like, basic liquors that you could name exist in this okay. universe. So right, cool. Yeah. Now they might have like a particular flair, like. Uh, oh, Ogre, Ogre Tequila might have a little bit more kick than most other people can tolerate, but... Mm, oh. okay. um, get me something spicy. Yeah, I want a flaming Hot okay. Cheeto mar- Margarita. <laughs> That's the first time that sentence has ever been said. Oh, no? <laughs> you know what? It's, it's not. I know. <laughs> I'm right. sure it, it hasn't been, but Call. wowzers, that's a thing. Call mm. uh, Special shout out to again Maccom listener Chris Goshi who also wants a flaming hot Cheeto margarita. Lord, I, I prefer the Chex Mix slushy. Oh. No, that's not real, but uh... <laughs> it is now. It's just <laughs> anyway. This is this I'm is more of a bugles are, coffee guy. Me and Chris are bro. <laughs> 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 uh, hang okay. out with Chris more. That sounds great now. Um, confectionaries like drinks does he have <laughs> so yeah I'll go to the bar and I will order uh, something spicy is what I will tell the bartender mm-hmm. um, and then check uh, I'll ask if it's not on the menu I'll check to see if they have 12 loco um, but um, yeah it's listed under mixers. It's not listed as an actual drink yeah. that you can order. Can I uh, can I order just the 12 loco or do I have to mix it with something? And the very professional looking Midrian bartender, uh she she'll look down at you and with a look that just like it's like you walked up and just ordered bitters. <laughs> them in my mouth, please. <laughs> Let me get a glass of bitters. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. There's a spout on the top. You can just put a straw, like one of those really thin straws, right down the hole. Mmm. Mmm. But she will say, I guess... Oh, then I'll take that, then. Uh, and y- the other thing you order is something spicy? Yes. Okay. So you are handed what appears to be a just like uh, a can that's had its wrapper like torn off. 
uh, that appear you it has the size and dimensions of a twelve loco can, but like they've clearly removed all the labeling from it because they don't actually sell them like this. And a uh, a large drink that is as big as your head, Oswald, which again relatively sized, it's still a big drink, but it's not as big as like somebody else's head. Uh, in the, an enormous coconut that seems to be fizzing slightly and it's got a big, uh, umbrella sticking out of it and a swirly straw. All right, then. Uh, how much will this run me? Uh, it'll run you. It's actually surprisingly cheap considering your surroundings. It is, mm. uh, like f- four or five jewels for everything. Guess that makes and sense. she they she actually has some it. trouble ringing you up because there's no like button on the kiosk to ring up the f- the twelve loco. Uh, it's got like plus twelve loco, mm-hmm. and it's like the she's got to key it in. Me, she has to ask her one of her coworkers who's been working there longer how to key in something uh, right. <laughs> separately. Picking miscellaneous and enter the price in. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What do I charge? The tab, I the, tab no the tab is just this weird bird. <laughs> uh yeah. So I Do you leave your, your tab open? Um Yeah, uh no, no, I won't I won't I won't leave it open. Um, okay. if I need to come back. I, we are here hour yeah. Uh yeah, I'll I'll just order these drinks for now and then we'll we'll see where the night takes us. Okay. Yeah, you get back to the table with Amari. All right. Can you guess which What'd one's you for you? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I just said something spicy, and then they handed me this thing. Okay, I'm going to guess it's that one. Then I'll take that one. Oh, Thank you, you don't want this unlabeled can of 12 loco? <laughs> no, no. That looks like it's probably just for you. Yes, I, it very well seems that way. Mm-hmm. And he cracks it open. Mm-hmm. There it's is the, the nostrils. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was about to say there is the the ceremonial uh, sizzle hiss and that like somewhat acidic smell that escapes the top of the can. Yeah. You sure there's not like a little cloud skull that pops up <laughs> in like, old, like, animated uh, movies? That is. It's just commercial. part of the branding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kills the germs. <laughs> now, uh, uh, Amari, did you know mm. that they're not allowed to have 12 loco on tap? Because if you have enough of it in one container, it's technically... Well, nobody quite knows what it does in that large quantity. But uh, they can only sell it to these a chemical cans. weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's a war crime. Just having it's it, it's a war crime. <laughs> you get put on oh. a list. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you are a military individual. Mm-hmm. How, how, how are we going to do this? How are we going to deal with this? Well, I mean, it sounds like he's got some sort of lead on something, so we're going to see what kind of information he's got. Other than that, I feel like we said we'd get some information to one of his friends yes and that that is the other question i have how do we get that handwritten paper note to 
somebody on the storm's repose. I mean, he didn't specify any specific timeline, I don't think. So I feel like our needs kind of are a bit more important than his. Get to it when we get to it. Fair enough. Unless he wants a specific timeline, I suppose, but... Hmm. Oswald just kind of ponders off and considering how to possibly get something like that on the storm's repose. Well, I mean, if we get it to, you know, Mr. Zinn, perhaps he can get it to her. True. Yes, we are on our way, on our way mm-hmm. to see him. So, yes, excellent idea. I have a few of those from time to time. Yes, I, 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 I've noticed that. I, I think that shooting the vampire was an excellent idea. Best thing I've ever done. I tend to agree. Mm-hmm. Well, until then, I think we just kick back and relax. Yeah, well, cheers to that. And then I pick up my giant globe of alcohol and I ding his... For you, hand. you can hold it in one hand. I pick up my single-handed globe of alcohol <laughs> and ding his large can. Mm-hmm. The the can does that weird thing when the aluminum is a little too thin and it like crinkles when it's touched. Ooh. Weirdly enough, it also acts like um oh god, I can't remember the the other metal. Is it mercury? No. Is it gallium? It's gallium, yes. When you put gallium on like aluminum or, or iron or whatever and it just degrades it rapidly. <laughs> Like the the expiration date that's on the cans of Twelve Loco is not about the product itself becoming bad. That's mm-hmm. how much time you have before the can <laughs> erodes. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> Weirdly enough, a primary ingredient of Twelve Loco is gallium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, experts have yet to determine how long Twelve Loco actually. Last. Yeah. We don't um, know even the half life. Yeah. <laughs> 12 loco. Drink it. Hard metals. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really quiet, and they usually cut off the advertising. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a warning, not a logo. Yeah. It's the, uh-huh. <laughs> That's the disclaimer at the end of the advertisement. Yeah. Can you imagine the PR spin that they'd they'd be like, what if we turn the warning label into the advertisement? That guy got paid like so much money. Holy shit. He did. I mean, he did. And that's how they have won the countless, countless civil lawsuits. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Vorpal Corp is pretty uh, untouchable when it comes to 12 Locos. They've only had to settle one of those once they have they have those advertisements that are like have you or a loved one been involved in it but it just like the commercial always ends with with, well so sorry sorry once (laughs) again a reminder that we can't do a single thing about the 12 loco stuff (laughs) the meanwhile across the casino let's get paid We find our good boy Florian sidling up to a queen's court table. Yeah. Okay. You are looking to gamble with your funds and play a 
card game. That's correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you see that the coin of the house, it seems, are literal coins. So there is some kind of currency being exchanged in-house. It's effectively chips, but they actually do appear to be made of precious metals as opposed to plastic. Oh, fancy. Well, it's just like, that's not, people don't use it as currency anymore, so yeah. why not? Might as well use it as, yeah. Um, Is there... I'm assuming that there's like a place, like a, not an ATM machine, but I'm assuming there's like a chip exchange. Exactly. I was getting at, uh, how much are you looking to drop on this right now? Well, we have, no, um, (laughs) if I'm going past the Queens court tables, are there like table minimums? And if I walk up and I say like, I bet five jewels people are gonna laugh at me so there are definitely like those are the tables that are just on the floor that are around you you can definitely see that there are a couple of galleries above you that have the more high stakes tables of different games up there okay so i'll start with a thousand okay and you find that they are in 10 50 and 100 jewel denominations Game one, 100. Okay. But you're going for a low stakes table is what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Florian just plays for the love of the game. Sure. And as you're playing down here on the floor, you can see that this big game of Solerix is drawing a lot of attention. Solerix, I don't know if Florian would be aware of this, but I think Shay definitely would. Solerix is one of those games where... Like master level chess, people who are really good at it are like freakishly good at it. And yeah. but everyone can kind of learn how to play it pretty quickly. And based on your just casual observations, the people playing it here are not experts. No one's winning in like Fine. six moves. Yeah. No one's some Solaric savant. Right. But you do note that it is a fairly basic iteration of the game. It is only a five-layer game. Solarix can gets more complex the more layers you add to the game. So this is clearly like, okay, this is the tourist game. They're not doing some kind of big yeah. tournament here. Yeah, this is like, this isn't the fucking esports tournament or whatever. Like No. But the fact that they have a big hollow projector like this here probably lets you know that they... Probably hosts stuff like that here. Yeah, probably. As you sidle up to one of these lower stake tables, Florian, uh, I'm going to need some kind of roll here to see how good you do. Uh, Is it a luck roll or do you want me to make like an actual skill roll for... There is some skill to this game. There, it's yeah. This is not just roulette where you're just throwing it down and spinning a wheel. This is a game of some skill. There's a little luck involved, obviously, but to get any amount of money, you have to know what you're doing when it comes to Queen's Court. For sure. Um, well, then I'm going to play my uh, influence um, just in terms of like reading people and keeping from being read. That seems totally reasonable, yeah. Cool. Um, so let's see. And I'm going to say carefully. Yeah, careful sounds good. 
And you're at a low stakes table, so I'll say the baseline here is 15. Okay, um, and I'm going to put on, he said 15, I'm going to put on a couple aether. By a couple, I mean two. Okay. Uh, is it too late for me to help? How would you like to help in this game that Florian should be playing by themselves? Well, okay, so, and, hey, maybe, no, 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 and I, because I would be helping with an influence die. Like, you know, I don't know if this happens in real casinos, because I've literally never been in one, but, like, you know, Mm. on TV, like, the high roller in the poker game has, like, a little bimbo on his arm, and she's, like, super like really pretty or whatever and it's like giggling all over him i want to be distracting we're doing to other players now we're doing the scene that vesper enters in casino mm-hmm. right now. now just so i'm clear here you're telling me shay is going to attempt to be arm candy attempt <laughs> <laughs> i just i just want to remind everyone, Ouch. if I remember correctly, doesn't that work against James Bond? Because doesn't he get distracted in that specific scene? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it depends so on just... how good, and it depends on what my you know. I'm giving you a D six, so whatever uh, whatever comes out, then <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. If you want me to describe my outfit and how Shay looks right now, I can do that for you. Attempt to be arm candy. I've never been so insulted in my life. It sounds like you want to describe what Shay looks like right now, and I'm not about to stop you. And it's not like I've been waiting for someone to ask for the last 20 minutes or or anything. <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> um, so Shay is wearing like a scoop neck like shift dress um, that has like panels cut out, like very strategic geometric panels. Um, and like wedge heeled, uh, sandals that are like fancy, but like they are strapped onto their feet. Like I'm not going to like, uh, sprain my ankle in this. Um, and a kind of like shawl wrap kind of piece of fabric that is sheer, uh, kind of, but also like hollow, like um, like holographic almost, mm, very mm-hmm, shimmery. Mm-hmm. In the, uh, and the hair is giving Marrakeshar. <laughs> now, for the non-weeb members of our audience, uh, <laughs> what was that look like? It's so it's blonde right now, uh-huh. and it's like looks very soft and feathered and you're just tricking me into describing how hot I think Marrakesh Tar is and I'm not falling for it. (laughs) Um, But so we got like some poofy bangs in the front and it's like kind of, you know, falls a little past the shoulders in the back. Mm -hmm. All right. Whatever you say, binky boy. Um... I am Madagishta, and I am very sexy. <laughs> As you do this, uh, what did you roll, Florian? Oh, uh, I was going to have Shay roll their own influence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll use my, my non-binary dice. Uh, it's a three, so it uh, could be better, could be worse. Uh, that puts me at 19. 
Okay. So, yeah, you do passingly well. You're not losing any money. You're not gaining any money necessarily, but you are definitely holding your own against these other low rollers. The elvish individual who is dealing cards is doing so with a rather placid expression on their face. They have a shaved head, uh, like totally shaved, no eyebrows, no hair, no nothing. It's a fairly standard look for clan elves. They go for low maintenance most of the time. And they are dealing out cards with like slick practice precision, like flicking the cards with just like the two finger flick across the table to everyone. And the game honestly is just poker, but with a six suited deck. So it is, uh, the probabilities are radically changed by that. But it is your standard, like, okay, I've got a pair, I've got three of, of certain card, I've got whatever. Um, okay. There are, like poker, you've got your, uh, your straights, but in this case, they're called courts. So a full court is a hand of the six different members of the fey court. And you hear your phrases like a grip of ladies or a full press of queens. And that is totally normal in this game. Uh, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to keep playing. Um, I don't know if you want me to keep, keep rolling like a no, not necessarily. Like skills or if I can just do a, like a luck roll to see if I win big or lose, lose big. So I'm probably, um, I mean, we have three hours. I'm probably going to be here for like at least an hour. Sorry, Shay. And that is very good that you let me know that because that is exactly what I was going to ask next is how long you were going to be here. And if you're going to be here about an hour, and that means at about the 45 minute mark, Shay, you would notice this before Florian because Florian's engaged with the game. There are some people moving across the floor of the casino and you see at least one of them point towards Florian. Uh, and I will like kind of wrap my, my arm in the crook of Florian's elbow and just sort of whisper like, uh, someone's here or, well, so what do these people look like? If I had to put a phrase on how they're dressed, I would say tactical chic. Yeah, beans. Okay. I was hoping they were just like casino, like a pit boss coming to be like, sir, why are you doing <laughs> middlingly well at this game? Um. <laughs> no, it is definitely like there are some people approaching from across the floor. And and by people, I mean, there are three Midrians. One of them pointed towards Florian and... Two of them are following this person who's in the lead. This person who's in the lead is a uh, female Midrian. She is dressed in kind of looser uh, clothing that appears to be made for hard work outside. So it's like, so the sweat doesn't cling to oneself. The other two are the tactical chic type with the kind of uh, very uh, many pocketed pants, some kind of belt with pouches uh, attached to it, and some very, let us say, 
it's not obvious, but there's only so many reasons you'd be wearing a jacket in weather like that you're experiencing in Port Izel, and one of those reasons is to conceal a firearm. Yeah. Uh, got uh, got some rough cut cu- rough customers. One of them pointed at you. I will follow your lead. If things get a hurry. Uh, is is this hand like almost over? If I if I stand up from the table and like immediately leave, is it going to be super suspicious? Or could we like make our kind of exit? It would be weird, but people folding and standing up from a table suddenly isn't necessarily too absurd to believe. Yeah, so I, I think just like trying to keep keep super casual, I'm gonna be like, uh, you know, I think our dinner reservations are coming up, so uh, it's been lovely, folks, and I'll, yeah, I'll fold, and um, we will... They're not in between us and the um, restaurant, are they? Nope, they're coming from the entrance. Okay. So, yep, we'll just sort of uh, move with purpose towards the restaurant and see if they are actively following or what. They, quick glances, and by quick glances I mean you're looking over your shoulder to see if they're following, they are following. They're not, like, running after you, but it's definitely, like, they see you get up and moving, and they change trajectories. Okay. Um, I don't know, maybe let Amari and Oswald know we got incoming? Yeah. That's a good idea. I'm gonna yeah. beep, beep a beep. <laughs> Oswald, Amari, you've definitely mm-hmm. finished your first drinks. Yeah, I don't know if you go back for seconds. Nope, just the one. I am nursing that baby. I am okay. waiting for every cube of ice to melt. Got it. It's a long pointed silence from Oswald. <laughs> yeah. In 45 minutes, Oswald. I, Amari, would not be offended if Oswald went and got more because it's honestly expected. Well, let's do another round. Mm hmm. I think, actually, to that point, I think it's some point florian certainly oh and, yeah and probably shay have also like had i'm assuming this is like most casinos where they have like uh drink service yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure they do as you oswald i guess here's the question for you how many it, given uh 45 minutes to your own devices in which what is the only thing expected of you is to sit here and perhaps drink Oof. how many 12 locos would oswald have tried to get through or i think reserved himself to get through uh i think that any more than 2 would be hazardous to his immediate health <laughs> anyone's <That's fair>. really <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah you buy a certain amount you just they give you an epi pen they just send yeah (laughs) they actually uh, on your third they preemptively call the medics uh (laughs) i like that we have so much explicit lore about (laughs) which 12 loco lore oh Oh. there's there's so much 12 loco lore (laughs) lisbon knows more than (laughs) the rest of us 
but uh, he and I have discussed some things where that's concerned. Um, Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So, yeah, you actually, ordering their second one, that would be the only other cold one they had. Uh, they don't keep that many in a cooler at a time. Um, it seems to be dangerous um, to do Ooh. that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. There's a warning label. <laughs> They're best at room temperature anyway. <laughs> They're more stable at room temperature, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> and that's saying something. Is it like if you get too many of them in in cold at the same time, even if they're separate, like separately contained, like the molecules know that there's more twelve loco nearby, and it becomes volatile. Yeah, it's true. It attempts to congeal like uh, a yeah. quicksilver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, got some weird quantum entanglement going on Just between the molecules. At, at temperature extremes, twelve loco becomes less stable. In That's... different but equally interesting ways. Right. <laughs> the message you get at the 45 minute mark is that there is company. Oh, and I guess so. Uh... the company we expected. Oh, I was just about to say. Well, that's strange. They look... Uh, like they mean business. Right. Yeah. Now that's either our people looking for us, along with uh, our friend from the shop, or something else. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What uh, could it? What could it be? It's not like any of us did anything weird today. I'm. Uh, yeah. About pants. That's pretty weird. I don't think it was the pants. Yeah. I don't think it was the pants. Uh, Although that's that's out of character that I think I know what this is about. Yes. Yeah. So. We are um, headed your way, just just so you know. Okay. So what do we head do? Towards the restaurant. Yeah. Do we just play it cool? I think. That's the way. That's the way to play it. All right. Who? I wish they had more than two of these. Oh, they have more than two. It's just the other ones are kept at room temperature for safety reasons. All right. Hmm. I'll consider getting a third one. We'll see. <laughs> just like run to the bar. Like I need this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think we. I think or Florian at least, is just going to like go to the table, sit down. I'm assuming they're fairly close behind us, so I'll immediately point them out to Amari and Oswald's. Uh, okay. And it doesn't look like they're going to like just draw on us, and we're in a public place, so why not just see what they have to say? Okay. Slash. So heading over to the table, the two of you slot into the booth with Amari and Oswald, and now rejoined together, you await the approach of whoever this person is, or people, I should say. When you are all sitting together, it is pretty quick that 
let's just say Amari and Florian are sitting on the same side of the table, and mm. you have a decent view of the entrance to this place. I feel like Amari would be the type of person to post up in a place where he can see the comings and goings of folk. Especially oh, yeah. meeting someone, yeah. And so you see this trio enter as they do quickly behind Florian and Shay. The way the two people following the first person in the lead are just moving screams military to you. Son of a... Okay. Do they look familiar to me? Not bad. Uh, you, you, like, pop up and look over the top of the booth back at these people. <laughs> and I'm looking at my friends coming, you know. Sure, sure. Uh, the two tactical individuals do not seem familiar, but the third one, uh, who is leading them, you... T- were at least present for a conversation that Florian had with them earlier in the day. She is a Midrian individual who you saw working on the docks. Oh, lovely. And they will like follow you into this place. They will clock you at this table with the three other individuals. And then they will like very casually peel off and move towards the bar. Cool. Problem solved. Nope. I don't think so. Um, Florian, Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but notice, but I think uh, the friend we made earlier today seems to have uh, taken uh, unexpected liking to us. Yeah, that could (sighs) bode well for further... Uh, friendship, or... I, I mean, just get the distinct feeling it won't. We didn't do anything wrong, though. That's true. Like, okay. <laughs> we asked if things ever go missing. Like, that's... Arrest me, then. <laughs> they might. Can I... Is there... Are there wait, waiters or, like, servers in the bar? Can I get a drink, please? <laughs> I yeah, need sure. a drink. <laughs> I'll flag hmm. someone down. I'll get the space equivalent of like a Miller High Life. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there is a very basic uh, Bud's Cogwiser is <laughs> like the most standard, like kind of watered down beer that Drink everywhere that. serves. Yeah. It's supposedly based on like. A c- old Cogrish beer recipe, but everyone knows that's BS. It, yeah. it literally tastes like every other, yeah, like yeah, nothing beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll get a uh, a Tennessee coffee. I don't know what the equivalent of that would be. Exactly what you think it is. <laughs> I just mean like, uh, like a was it called like a vast plain coffee? I don't know. <laughs> There you go. Sure. We're all building this world together. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I'm lazy. <laughs> and that's what is I'm here co- for. Is it even called Thank Is you. it even called coffee? Fast plain yes. bean water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Hot bean juice. Hot I mean, no, it's, it's, it's bean squeezins. Bean squeezins. I want a, I want a vast plain bean squeeze. Hey, <laughs> uh, art. Most people just call it uh, calf. It, it's caffeine. Calf. It's li- yeah. literally just stimulant in water most of the time. Coffee does exist, but it requires the coffee plant. Yeah. Which a lot of planets don't have. So it's easier just to have just straight up caffeine in some kind of beverage. Yeah. I'll get a vast calf. There you go. Vast calf. Very nice. <laughs> All right. So you have three individuals at the bar now who occasionally will, one of them will glance over the shoulder and just clock that you're still there. They're clearly keeping tabs on you, but they're not going to make some kind of approach in this setting. And you don't exactly know why, because they were like heading towards you out in the casino floor. But here it seems they're not going to make a move and you don't precisely know the reason. Maybe okay. they recognized Amari. <laughs> Maybe there's too many people here. Yeah. Uh, there's so many people. Super in busy floor. in the bar compared to the casino. Way more crowded out in the casino than it is in here. To that point. Um, Maybe there's not enough people in here. I'm going to. Like, if they don't approach for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. They don't. Okay. Then, yeah, to that point, I'm going to. I'll let you guys know if anything goes wrong. I'm going to head to the head. Have fun. Make good choices. Yep. Um, don't do anything I wouldn't do. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Stay away from boys. You wouldn't stay away from boys? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Good to know. hmm I guess. Nice. So, Florian, just so I'm mm-hmm. clear, you are splitting the party and heading off to the bathroom by yourself. Yeah, I don't... If, if the reason that they're not confronting us is... I'm assuming that Chase mentioned that they pointed specifically at me, and also we know that it's like the gal from the gun deal. If they're not going to confront me because I'm with people, then worst case scenario, I could just be like, okay, they're attacking me. Please help me in the bathroom. (laughs) Nah, you got to solve them good old bathroom puzzles. Mm. We all have to go through it. I hate this bathroom puzzle. Worse. I under I underestimated this bathroom puzzle. So, <laughs> it's hard. It's less less of a puzzle and more just just two guys with guns. <laughs> the restaurant definitely has its own restrooms, so you go and use those. Mm-hmm. Okay. You find that this place has a long hallway off to the side that's marked restrooms, and they have a bunch of individual single rooms to be used as restrooms. There aren't like big public restrooms here. Okay, then I'm just going to post up in the hallway and see if either of them follow me. Okay. Any of them follow me. I mean, we could let you know if they're following you. That's true. The rest of you back in the restaurant proper would kind of keyed up by this whole situation now that Florian seems to be using himself as bait. (laughs) We'll watch. (laughs) As the three individuals at the bar will definitely track. Florian's movement. In fact, the the woman who's leading them will track Florian's movement, and then like Florian will disappear into the the restroom hallway, 
she will turn back and say something to one of the men she's with. The man she's with will shake his head and shoot a glance over at the other corner of the restaurant. Uh, what's in that corner? You glance over there and you see that there is a group of people. There appears to be several Midrians, a an ogre that is standing to one side that looks very professional and looks as though to be some kind of security presence near the booth that this group is in. They all appear to be Midrian, except for the ogre, and there appear to be two females and a male. They are very yeah. well-dressed. They are seem to be having dinner and having a good time. And you said they were security? Or, or it's security an, for the people at the table? There is an ogre standing to one side of the booth, like, nearby, that seems to be a security presence. That's definitely, mm. like, oh... Don't go towards that booth if you don't want to tangle with this ogre. Right. VIP booth. It has become a VIP booth by the presence of this bodyguard, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can we make out who's over there, or is it too far away to really get a good look? You can see them. Like I said, it's uh, three Midrians, two women and a man. You don't recognize any of them. Yeah, that that was going to be my next question. Um, hmm. And nobody follows Florian to the restroom? Nope. Don't have to go. I mean, I'm uh, good. Florian, only had one drink. Nobody is uh, following you into the restroom. Although they are mm, eyeing somebody in the corner over there, some sort of VIP booth. Okay. And I'll just walk back out. It probably and... hasn't been long enough to like <laughs> go to the bathroom. I just I'm not and a covert you... ops guy. <laughs> you gotta wash your hands before dinner. <laughs> yeah, you exit, you see you basically walk right past the ogre that's on bodyguard duty. Uh, and he will like nod towards you as you walk past as individuals of similar size discrepancies often do same size same size (laughs) same size can uh can i as you're passing by you definitely uh hear that the the man at the table of the the midrins uh, has told some kind of joke and the the two women are laughing okay um I'm going to go to the bar. Okay. I'm going to sidle between. How are the, how are these three arranged? Like, are they all together at the bar? Yeah, they are all towards one end. Okay. I'm just literally going to like come up to the bar and lean against it and like wave down the bartender and then just. So, uh, are we, are we doing this? Like what? You're saying this down the bar towards them? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to like come up uh, like right next to them. Okay. You kind of like sidle up right next to the woman you had an interaction with earlier. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) 
<laughs> the the bartender will uh, approach you, ask you if you want a drink while yep. you say this. Yeah, I'll just I'll order another one of what I just had. And you are served another Buzz that. Cogweiser. Yeah. Can't stop saying it. It's As good. You... <laughs> it's good. As you say that, the, the woman who you did speak to earlier today mm-hmm. will just give you a dead stare. And she will look back at the man just behind her, who is a Midrian man of middle years tough to say exactly but he's definitely got some gray around the temple so that puts him a a little bit later in terms of years probably like late 50s early 60s Mm -hmm. average lifespan being about 150 as a reminder and he will look past her at directly into your eyes and say no i don't think we're doing this here Whatever this you think is happening. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Do you say that? Yes. I'm not a covert ops guy. <laughs> yeah, no, clearly. Yeah. And he will look at you, look back at your table, then look back at you and ask, who do you work for? Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't say that. I can't hear what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's the captain, and I'll kind of like nod towards Amari. If this is some kind of Dominion entanglement, I have to warn you: your presence isn't welcome. Here. <laughs> okay. The laughter that I just just happened—that's in character. As soon as the word Dominion comes out of my mouth, like, oh, no, no, that's uh, <laughs> that ain't. <clears throat> that ain't what this is. That's uh, gross. All right, then. And again, he's keeping his voice pretty low. Mm-hmm. I, Florian's, like, not being, like, super loud, but he's also not, like, mm-hmm. he's probably speaking at, like, a normal. Yeah. yeah. Keeping this super cash. All right, then. Hegemony. Oh. Uh... I mean, you know, he's, like, one of them, but he ain't, like, one of them, you know? So is there a reason you were trying to proposition one of my people for goods earlier today, then? Proposition? Oh, well... And the woman will say, that's certainly what it sounded like. Well, we're just asking questions. And she'll give you just this, like, dagger-filled stare, and the man will seem unperturbed and say, Maybe you asked the wrong questions to the wrong people, and that's all this is. That's what it sounds like. And so long as you don't keep asking those questions to the wrong people here, then we don't have a problem. Florian will, like, one shoulder shrug, like, Hey, man, I don't... Like, definitely trying to play this off in a, like, I'm just kind of, like, I don't, like, I'm an an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing kind of way, like. Ask them if they're hiring. (laughs) Yeah, are you guys hiring? No. (laughs) 
Midrin man, like I said, black hair, kind of speckled gray at the temples. He's got this like sun wrecked kind of olive skin. He's got these very piercing blue green eyes and he's staring at you. Just, it seems like he's trying to drink in every little expression you're making, trying to read you and he will lick his lips and narrow his eyes and say, and if that's all this is, then we can both just go about our way then. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, okay. Do you, uh, any of you three want to drink on me and I'll like signal to the bartender, like their next round on me and I'll leave. And the, the second guy who hasn't said anything will raise a hand and the first guy will like (laughs) slap his hand down And they will quickly, like, huddle and start having a, a ferociously whispered conversation as you depart. I'll, like, walk up up to the table just like, all right, situation diffused. Or they're going to come over here and try to kill us. One or the other. But, you know. Well, at least it's That's... not 100% the latter. Yeah. Okay. Because we don't want you know, to draw any um, undue attention to our new friend, right? We're meeting him here for something. And that's, that's sort of why I was trying to get this wrapped up uh, now rather than when our new friend is supposed to get here. I get the distinct yeah. feeling that they might just keep an eye on us anyways. You know, but... Amari, they, well, you would be in a position to see that across the room, that group that the people who followed Florian were eyeballing when mm-hmm. he left for the restroom is getting up from their table. And the man will say something again, a little distant, but it evokes some laughter from one of the women. The other one isn't laughing and seems to not be paying attention to what's being said and is instead staring across the room towards the man Florian was just talking to. Mm. Okay. Are they all, like, dressed in there? Like, you know... They are dressed fancy. Fancy, okay. The man Mm. is dressed in an immaculately tailored suit, clearly made to fit. It is uh, double-breasted, and he has the uh, sleeves of the jacket rolled up past his elbows. Very... Miami Vice kind of a look to him. The women, one of them is in like a very fine black dress that falls down around her ankles. She has these long slits that come from her hip all the way down her left leg that let the legs move a little bit more freely in the dress. But otherwise it's just like a slinky black dress. And that's the woman who was staring across the bar. Okay. She is, when she stands up, you clearly see she is pushing six feet five. Uh, This is a tall woman, and you can see her pure black eyes from across the room. Nice. Yeah. Uh, The other woman is dressed in kind of more, like, party skirt and halter top, kind of definitely night on the town kind of look. Not necessarily super 
rich or wealthy looking, but definitely like nice enough for a nice club like this one might be. Um, but uh, sh the woman in the middle, the tall, steader woman, will stand up and like place a hand possessively on the cheeks of both the man and the woman before like making them stay at the table as she starts walking across the room towards the trio at the bar. Hmm. Guess we know who's in charge. Um, in any good, like, cartoon or whatever, there's always, like, some sort of, like, like, item that they're wearing that gives away who they are uh can i do some sort of perception check to kind of like see what's if i can gather <laughs> yeah what's her yeah oh she carries a uh like uh, yeah whatever little like moniker thing or whatever that gives her her title you can say it it's called a millennium puzzle <laughs> <laughs> You see the hair over one of her eyes gently shifts as she moves and they are gleaming out from the darkness. Oh. She's going to put us in trading cards. Yugi boy. Uh, no, you would, the only like bit of adornment you even see on her, she's just very simply. She's not wearing any rings or jewelry that you can make out, but there is a brooch pinned at one shoulder that you can see is made of uh, what appears to be gold with five rubies set into it. You're not quite sure what it is mm. from a distance. Okay. Mm. All right, cool. Do you mention that? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll share that information with Shay and Oswald, but Florian, you're still over at the bar, so well, Florian's come back the... now. Yeah, Florian. oh, yeah, Flor Florian's back. Okay, welcome back. Perhaps Shay that indicates... wants so desperately to like just spin around and just be like staring at everything that's happening, but it's probably not a good idea. That probably, probably will not. Um, I would guess that that brooch indicates uh, somebody who either owns the building or knows somebody who owns the building. Hmm. Perhaps there's information on uh, this uh, resort on the archive. Um, Question. I... Oh, just go yeah. for it. Go for it. I'll, yeah, I'll, just, I'll follow you. I'll, just, I'll look it up. Um, uh, as I'm looking it up, you can read. You can ask your question. Oh, it's probably along the lines of what you were going to like look up, given that this um, building is uh, Five Flames. Was it Mike? Mm -hmm. The restaurant yeah. and casino are called the Five Flames. Yeah, I'm guessing there's some Fey, you know, involvement with this. So I'm curious. Have you know? Uh, have we noticed? I, I don't know if there's any way to specifically notice without getting close to people. Are there? Is there a a changeling presence here in the same way as there was on. Oh gosh, what planet was that? Eclipsis. Eclipsis. If there is, you haven't noticed it. Okay. There might be, and you know that changelings can hide themselves among right. mortals. There was that whole scan process you went through back on the Storms Repose to try to flush out secret changelings. Yeah, I just didn't know if there were stuff. There was stuff in the same way that people on Eclipses had 
where it was a bit more apparent that they had, you know, uh, made modifications to themselves to be more like in tune or welcoming to their. No, that was definitely a situation where those changelings and those people were like living their fey lives out loud in a way that like most other places you'd find kind of upsetting, honestly. Okay. And I think there was a significant amount of being upset at that whole situation. So that yeah. worked. <laughs> uh, so what were you looking up, Oswald? Looking up uh, any information about the resort or the building. Um, information about who owns it. Um not necessarily anything like nefarious. I'm just like official, um, like okay. what's. Yeah. Box. You honestly don't find much about this place. It's a pretty mm-hmm. like what you find in the, I'm assuming you use the archive first. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Izel resort is just like of note as this is a vacation spot. If you're looking to vacation on this planet, that's basically all that's mm. known. The Izel Resort is owned by a company called Five Flames LLC. Doing a little bit dig- deep, deeper digging into that, you can find that uh, Five Flames LLC is a holding company of some kind, and that the president and CEO is somebody named Ragna Favorsend. Interesting. Any information on Ragna Favors End? Almost none. Almost none. Which isn't super unusual. Like, if no. they're not a person of extreme note in an entire galaxy. Mm-hmm. She seems to be a business owner of some kind. Gotcha. Okay. Do uh, Five Flames LLC, do they just uh, do business here, or are they like a multi-planet uh, industry? Their holdings are very small. They, it, it, they're they not a big company. They don't trade publicly. They're okay. not, uh, yeah, if, if they're a multi-planet functioning, it, it, their operations are exceedingly small on other planets. Okay, perfect. I will share this information with with the group. And as you do, you see this woman stride across the floor and loud enough to be heard, but not loud enough that she's trying to, like, make herself heard by everyone. Uh, But if you're, like, pointing your perception in that direction, it's definitely not hard to pick up what she's saying. And Mm. she will ask... Everything all right, Mr. Hughes? And the man at the bar that was talking to Florian will turn and say, Ah, yes, yes, everything's fine. Thank you, Miss Faversend. We were just leaving. And Miss Faversend will say, That would be for the best, I think. And those three at the bar will stand up, and kind of look out demurely. The woman who led them in here will continue to stare daggers towards Florian on the way out. That's 
got to be why they're not willing to engage with us here. And the black-eyed stare of Miss Favor's End will sweep across the restaurant and settle very briefly on your group. Her lips that are painted this dark, dark red, edging it on black, will quirk ever so slightly. And then she will stride back over towards her retinue, and she seems to make a, a little curt gesture that summons her two followers, the man and the woman, and they will fall in behind her. The man sliding a casual arm around her waist, the woman sliding the other hand around her, the other side of her waist, and she will lead the two of them out with the ogre bodyguard in tow. Ooh. Well, I suppose that certainly solved our problem. Seems so. Let's hope it doesn't create new ones. Does anybody want a drink? <laughs> this point you have about a hour and a half before you're set to meet up with the mysterious shopkeeper is there anything in particular you want to discuss or do in that time great question plot how I'm going to steal those guns (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no it's probably kind of risky to go back out on the casino be like yeah. yeah draw draw attention back to us so seems like we're up. relatively safe here for the time being yep okay so just hanging out here and you can get drinks and food is in ready supply for you great eventually a figure who is exceedingly underdressed for the locality he now finds himself in is a pretty scruffy-looking reeny gentleman with golden fur and a slight bald patch on the top of his head with wide ears, one of which is covered, festooned in earrings. We'll kind of shuffle in, looking around. You see the tail is kind of straining toward, back towards the casino a little bit. <laughs> oh, Alexander, you have a problem. And uh, when his gaze turns towards you, he will clap his uh, furred knuckles together and go, Ah, my friends, there you are. There you are. Excellent. (laughs) I am glad you actually showed up. That's great. Excellent. We're uh, glad you showed up, too. Well, why wouldn't I? You promised you the... Why wouldn't we? Ah. (laughs) Ah. Well, you know, he... we we realized that we were so rude earlier, and we did not inquire what your name was. Oh, name, right. Name. My name is... Not a trick question. No, no, of course it is not, because <laughs> I know I would know my name. My name is very easy to say out loud mm. right now, and I'm going to do that for you. My name mm. is Zamalum. My name is Alec. Look, if if you don't want to give us... It's not that I don't want to. I would love to. It's just I have this thing. It's a a whole thing that I... mm, mm, It's... um, mm, um, Nope. Is there Uh, there just something we can call you? Yeah, like you have a nickname? You know, some people just call me 
uh, Monkey Paw. How about that? You can just call me Monkey Paw. Okay, yeah, Monkey Paw. Uh, That's totally sure. worse. Yes, all right. Thank you. Sorry, it's just this weird... I've got this brain thing where I, it's certain words I just can't um, uh, say. I can say, the, I can say the word say, but there are other words that, for some reason, between my brain and my tongue, it just... Bleh, you know? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Interesting. And, and, hey, sure. the, the galaxy is uh, quite a place. Is there a, a is there a it's interesting is there a name for this uh, this affliction that uh, I just call it annoying. <laughs> How long have you had this affliction? As like long as I can remember. Which, uh, considering uh, the effect that it may or may not have, it could be any amount of time, I suppose. Oh boy! Didn't even think about that one. Ah. Woof. You know, I really hope that this hasn't... Hmm. You bring up a very good point, my friend. Oh, I didn't mean to um, awaken any existential crises. I was just making conversation. I tend to ask a lot of questions. Oh, well, usually I am all for questions, but I have a few of my own right now. So, and he'll slide into the booth, uh, mm. kind of like shoving in on the side with uh, Florian and Amari. God, the worst. I was going to say, like, <laughs> where there is it's very little room. Uh-huh. Plenty of room here for Shay and Oswald. Yeah. It has to, like, like brace his hand against the, the side and is just, like, kind of over Amari. Then. And they're, like, the half circle booths. So now, like, Florian has to scoot all the way to the back side of the booth. And Monkey Paw will say, Ah, oh, excellent. Thank you. Um, so, I think, and he'll look around in the most obviously suspicious way possible. Mm-hmm. Luckily, think I ha- a girl left. <laughs> I think I have a line on that item you were looking for. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Now, this was not easy, mind you, and I had half a mind to charge a couple of surcharges onto this one, but I think if you can get that letter delivered, that would be so huge, and we can call this even, yeah? Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Cool, 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 cool. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Right, brain, mouth, words. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I found there is a ship here with uh, one of the items you're looking for. And let's be totally honest, I don't think the owner is gonna miss it. Or at the very least, he should be able to replace it very easily. So, all you need to do is get that ship's access cam from its owner to unlock certain security features on that ship that might be uh, summon the local authorities if you tried to, you know, remove this item from this ship. Mm. But with an access cam, bingo bango, you're inside, no alarms. Easy peasy. And just so happens, I might know of a situation in which this individual will be exceedingly distracted that might open certain opportunities for enterprising individuals such as yourselves. Oh. Excellent. 
there is a game of Queen's Court happening this very evening. Very high stakes. Casino Royale, Casino Royale. Who has to bleed from the eyes? What? No one, if we do it right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's just Don't... a question he asks sometimes. Yeah. Mm, sorry. It's... It hasn't made Something sense ha- yet. Something yeah. happened to him in a past life. Uh, I don't know. No, it's this life. Yeah. <laughs> the war. The war. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. Uh. The man you're looking to play against is goes by the name, well, because it is his name, of Declan Shattersword. He's Dec- a bit of a bigwig in these parts. But I think that's mostly because of his girlfriend. Hmm. Who is oh, his girlfriend? Oh, uh, she's some highfalutin property manager or something. I don't know. It, uh, <laughs> it wouldn't. Her name wouldn't happen to be Rogna. Oh. Favorment. Okay. Just no, I don't think so. Like fifty-eight percent sure. That's a no. Like, you wouldn't know if she, I don't know, owned this casino. All I know is he's dating someone who is apparently very scary. I don't know all the details. I try not to pry into personal people's personal lives. So you want us to steal from the boyfriend of a very scary lady, is what you're saying. I am saying, if you want a Formian generator, this would be the easiest one to Find a way to acquire. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. If you don't want that and you want me to work on the other thing, what was it, a a relay entangler? Uh, You know, that one that is very illegal. I could also try on that, but I'm just saying, if you want a Formian generator and you want one quickly, which seemed to be the implication last we spoke, this is going to be your best option. And when is this game happening? (laughs) Funny you should ask. Tonight. It's happening right. Oh, oh, excellent. Yes. The timing couldn't be better. Mr. Shattersword will be very distracted with this high-stakes Queen's Court game. I hear there are big wigs from all over the sector coming in. They say even Rex Putnam is going to be here. <laughs> high-stakes gambler, that one. Certainly, yes. Um, Will, I would assume this individual, considering the connections they have, must have some measure of security. Obviously, the data cam would be useful, but... uh, Well, I think ah. the data cam will be on his person. About personal security? That I'm not so sure about. He's usually swaggering around the place, throwing around his weight. Guy doesn't even usually walk around with a security detail whenever he's in the lower markets, anyway. Hmm. What does this individual look like? Can't miss him. He is a very fancy suit, uh, usually rolled up to the elbows. He likes to have his hands free. He will have a uh, a rig with two handguns underneath each uh, armpit. He usually carries those around. He thinks he looks cool because they're all plated gold. He doesn't look that cool. But anyway, 
uh, slick back, black hair, uh, Midrian man, medium height, uh, fairish skin. Tough to miss. He'll he'll be saying his own name a lot. I mean, I'm assuming that he just described the gentleman who was just in this bar. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So he's going to be distracted during this game. And if this is a high stakes game, this is not something that's done out on the main floor. So the next question is, how do we get in? Well, that's the fun part. I may have a way to get at least a couple of you onto that table. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who owes him a favor, who in turn owes the guy that I know a favor, who in turn owes me at least six favors. Oh, wow, that's a lot of favors. It's quite a few favors. I usually don't trade in favors, and this is why. They build up really quickly. Right, yes. All right. So, you said not all of us, but some of us. At um, least two. They usually don't allow crowds up there. You know how it goes. Yes, I, I do. Uh, I do not have a lot of experience with um, Queen's Court. Uh, Florian, are you... You're familiar with the game, correct? I do okay. Just, you know, uh, I know the rules. The made. point is not to win. The point yeah. is simply to keep Mr. Shattersword distracted long enough for the other person to maybe slip a hand into his pocket. <sighs> right. So, who's good at that? Is anyone really, really good at that? I kind of a big dude, so probably not me. Like I'm not amazing at it, but I do think that I'm probably the only one who can if we're talking about skills like I have a covert I have a d6 in covert ops. Uh I also have my cursed hands. That's I have a d8 in covert ops like a spooky Ooh. shadow. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I have a D8 in cryptography and a D10 <laughs> in undercover. Oh, okay. In undercover, all right. Yeah. I thought you were it, just going to say, I have a D8 in cryptography. Will and, oh, no. That's it. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. the undercover only works when he's playing like a ghost and scaring yeah. well, it has abandoned amusement parks. Or... Uh, um, Javier Caliente. Those are the yes. only two options. <laughs> well, anyway, here is your entry card, and he will, out of his little tunic, he will pull a uh, flimsy card of light crystal that appears to have a hologram embedded inside the gemstone that is the logo of the, the Five Flames Casino, and he will push it onto the table, and he will, like, glance down at his own little data pad that he pulls out of a pocket and go, Now, if you excuse me, I need to be going. The reaction time in this place is about three minutes, and I think I'm basically there. And as you say that, as he says that, there's a, Hey! from the entrance of the restaurant, and you see a burly security guard pointing towards the monkey man at the edge of your table. Uh, he's over here. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> 
Monkey Paw will <laughs> wink at you and say, good call, plausible deniability. And he'll stand up and bounce <laughs> towards the bar and he'll vault it in one smooth move and make for the kitchens. Oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah get out of here. Oh. I can't believe they let it's anybody walk spoil, in here. Spoil our appetite. And the security guards will glance at you for a second, but then rush past and towards the back corner in the kitchens. And you are left with an entry token into a card game tournament and the semblance of a plan. Yeah, I think if only two of us can get in, it should be Shay and Amari. Mm, Great. They're all going to recognize me. That might get... I mean, that that might be... Might add to the distractedness. Yeah. Great. And, and also, like, give you a, re, like a reason to be there. Okay. As a semi-famous person. If we could come up with a backstory a, a, an undercover identity if we need to it's worked in the past it might work here it worked so well yeah I mean, how, how much time do we have you stare down at the little crystalline entry card and you as you pick it up text will appear as your hand makes contact with it like floating just above the little card kind of displaying the invitation time you have about two hours this starts at midnight okay right. it's just five minutes <laughs> <laughs> well I, I certainly don't like the idea of well splitting splitting up and just hoping for the best is there some way the rest of us can assist I mean, we could see about getting in there. I just mean, like, if if there's no way to do that, Shay and Amari seem like the least likely to get us into a situation we would not like to be in. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a plan. Have either of you played Queen... Queen's Court. I mean, I'm sure Amari has. You get bored in the military and you just, like, what do you got? Yeah. I don't know. Deck of, deck of cards. I'm honestly more familiar with Solarix, um, but uh, never was much for a Queen's Gam- uh, Queen's Court kind of. <laughs> uh, Queen's uh, Gambit is another thing. Listen, this isn't my... <laughs> I mean... That's the thing, right? Like, Queen's Court's a game so common that everyone's probably played it at least once if they're... Right. If they've been around people. And listen, it's not the first time I've hung onto someone's arm and watched them play Queen's Court for a really long time. This evening. I could probably... This evening, it, yeah. <laughs> this evening was not the first time. Hmm. Well, um... I mean, I Perhaps. can go in as security again. I, I am big and have a big knife and can play that part. Oh, like a personal bodyguard or something? Mm. That is actually yeah, something you would have noted, and now that you're probably thinking about it, Florian, they, there was no like weapon check or anything in this place. 
Everyone's going to have weapons up there. My question is, perhaps there's a way we can get um, a perspective on the game from outside. Might give us a leg up. I mean, there's probably security cameras. You guys want to do the crime before we crime. The the pre-crime. Pre-crime. Oh, gosh. Inception. Minority report. And again, remember the point is not necessarily to win. Yeah. The point is to keep stay in the game long enough for Shay to Mm -hmm. make the poll. Well, yes, perhaps we don't need to risk doing anything else. Um, uh, (laughs) We don't need to do too many illegal things all at once, uh, lest we risk it but it's also like a place like this usually has fairly good anti-cheating measures and if we get caught cheating that's gonna just make us like more apparent oh we're not cheating we're just trying to last exactly yeah no way and amari as you're staring down at the the entry token to this thing you are gripped suddenly by a number that is not the time that it starts on or the date that this occurs on it is the buy-in amount and it puts a a frog in your feline throat and that number is five thousand jewels which isn't a lot but it is about half of what you have Mm -hmm. let's just burn that money it's like a quarter of what we have we have like 19,000. So. Yeah. So it's, it is a not insubstantial amount. Well, then don't just, you know, don't suck at it. Gonna try. They didn't exactly prep to play Queen's Court today. Haven't played it for a while. Okay. Let's do it. Is there, should we uh, perhaps do any sort of preparation um maybe i don't know shay how familiar actually you have an ability to grab things uh with with your mind perhaps that's how we can i do have to be looking at something though right like it has to be field of vision yeah or at least you should need to be aware of it okay yeah so if i like if I reach out with my etheric senses, now that's going to be the tricky part, I think, because they probably will, like, that's probably, like, an anti-cheating measure is, like, because, like, I'm a wizard. And I I was going to say earlier, I I, uh, I don't think I am a powerful enough wizard to do this, but when you were talking about the, the unclanned elves, I was like... Oh shit, am I gonna fuck up this whole casino just by being here? But I don't think I'm that powerful. Uh. <laughs> also, you are a wizard, so by your inherent nature, you are insulated. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, don't, don't like. Oh, well, I guess they would have their own wizard. Uh, unclanned elves, so elves whose clans have been decimated, like down to yeah. a, a single individual. If an unclanned elf 
returns to a place where they can interact with a clan after they've formed some kind of personality, then they'll start to overwrite them. Elves who are born wizards are insulated. They're never part of a clan. They will never be a part of a clan. Okay. Okay. That is, I I guess I forgot how that, I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) So you're good. Um, but anyway, returning to my original point, um, I'm a wizard and I'm sure that wizards, you know, do all that 21 shit all the time. Um, like going into uh, a casino with an MIT ring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like going into a casino like with a your Mensa card on your lapel. So, <laughs> so are you saying that to ensure that that wizards can't come in and cheat, there might be something like a like a pit boss wizard? Pit oh no, wait. Pin yeah, yeah. It's yep. a pit boss wizard yeah there we go thank you he sees the stars in your mind (laughs) he's a pit also he's a pit boss wizard there has to be a twist um got such a supple wrist as you contemplate um what your precise plan is and the nature of this evening that is quickly turning into a heist of sorts. Good lord. We're in a casino. How could it not be? Sure. You contemplate what comes next and the lengths to which you're willing to go to ensure not only your own safety, but the safety of your pseudo fey charge. Ward. <laughs> your ward. Maybe. While also knowing that you now swim in very possibly dangerous waters with more than a couple of factions circling about you like sharks. Not only are the corporate interests out and about in the galaxy, but you now find yourselves in a corner of the dragon's wake that seems to have its own political ups and downs that you are totally unaware of and walking into a situation where there are powers at play that seem to view you as a possible threat as possible interlopers and who knows how they might react to a theft from beneath their noses. But as you try, as you might, to come up with a plan for what comes next, I think that will have to wait until next time. Because as always, you can find us online at MatcomRPG on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at CryoutOlivia. I am always there talking about D&D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at the Redimus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed. And finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MK Gargoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always... The world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other.
Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.